I'm your host Isaiah Jackson Jr. And look, I'm not, I'm not finna pull no punches. I'm not. I'm just finna go straight into this. This, this was hot dog water. This AEW uh, dynamite that I watched on May 11th, 2022, was ass cheeks. It was dookie. It was hot dog water. I, I, I don't have this. I'm not, don't get me wrong. There's some positives in there, but there's, there's a whole lot of negatives. And let me. Uh, let me let me let me tell you something. There's there's a reason why, and nobody nobody's never thought about this. The WWE to this day has a warning sign. Warning, you know, do not try this at home. They still have those packages. These are professional athletes. Do not try this at home. You don't see that for AEW, do you? But yet they do the most craziest shit. Somebody's gonna get hurt, and like I'm not trying to. I love what I love. Everything that they do, everything is fun, it's exciting. I love watching AEW. It's different. It's nice. It's awesome. But not everybody has to jump from a ladder and land on their neck, land on a bunch of chairs, thumbtacks, glass, barbed wire, fake barbed wire. Unnecessary. Sometimes we just want to watch a simple wrestling match. You know, some are. We don't have to be the the bloodthirsty crowd that wants to see somebody hurt. We know that's not safe. And then when it does fail, now it's like, oh, why was he doing that? He shouldn't even be doing that. You got to be careful. No, because y'all not caring when he nails the shit. So in saying that, Dax Hardwood went up against Adam Cole. And this, this, it was a good back and forth match. Like, uh, it was... Uh, pretty straightforward, smooth and simple. Uh, Dax throwing nothing but punches, going crazy on him. And this was about around like a 14-minute match. It was awesome. But it was just the fact that Adam Cole had a – he he didn't have a he, – he, he was the heel in this situation, obviously. he. But when I say that, he's doing Shawn Michaels, you know, sweet chin music, you know, calling out the band. And – He's taunting the the living hell out of Dax, and Dax, you know, he's getting his 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 uh stomach, his uh, injured ribs. Dax's ribs is injured, so throughout all of this, Adam Cole, that's where he's obviously gonna look forward to look towards. So Dax hits a sharpshooter on Adam Cole. Unfortunately, his ribs give out on him. He can't finish the job. So Adam Cole later on in the fight hits him with a sharpshooter, and Dax taps. Man, Dax taps. This match was so good until Dax Harwood tapped. This match was so good. Cole almost hit a Panama Sunrise. Dax stopped it, hit him with a pile driver. It looked disgusting for a two count. I was I was sick. Because that number, not only did that power bomb look like he just murdered Adam Cole, but you didn't win. You didn't win off of it. 
Is this a transitional spot? It's that's and I'm not no wrestler. I can't tell you, oh, this is the spot you need to be at, and this is where you need to go. But if a, if if you're landing somebody on their head, I expect you to be knocked out for life, you know, or at least temporarily. Like this, that's just out of control. And for Dax Harwood to have that great of a match, to show out that great, to have the Bret Hart socks, the masturbatory Bret Hart socks. He posted that on Twitter. I'm not saying that to say that, but he came through with the the Owen Hart. Outfit the the he was uh, the logo was on the pants on the tights like I thought he was gonna advance to this Adam Cole don't need this what what does he what does Adam Cole need to win this Owen Hart Cup for like Dax Harwood loves that is his inspiration damn near cried you know when he had when he was going up again when he got it uh, when he got into this tournament Bret Hart you know reached out to him. And now he's only there for, what, a split second, and he taps out, man. Adam Cole makes him tap out. I don't care how hurt you are, man. That's that's just sad. That's just sad to see from Dax. I know he's in the tag team division. He has multiple tag team uh, titles. That's cool, but, man, you're a good, he could have – he could he can be a really good singles competitor. They just didn't have to do him like that. CM Punk got booed out the building in, New, in uh, Long Island. He don't. He says he doesn't know why they don't like him, but he came in with his Islander shirt, or Islanders jersey. For those that don't know, that's a, a hockey team. So he came out with it. Well, it's not jersey; it's mainly a sweater, 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 sweatshirt, whatever they want to call it. But he comes out. His music's playing. He step. He stops in the middle of the ramp. Stares at Hangman Page, who was boring as hell on the freaking commentary. I don't know what he was even doing there. Like. Just imagine everything's just silent. It's just, man, CM Punk's really going to town. Yeah, you know, CM Punk is going to town, but he's not going to go to town uh, double or nothing. Bro, I, you have me on the commentary team. You, I could get paid big bucks if, you, if I just got paid to do that. Like, hey, man, Paige was boring, awful. Just like this match. Just like this match. There was one botch from John Silver, which isn't that bad. But I'm just happy that he got some shine in his hometown. So I can't complain too much. But Adam Cole wins off a buckshot lariat. And so Paige is like, oh, well, you know, this guy, who does he think he is? I'm going to run into here. I'm going to run into this ring. And so I'm like, okay, they fit a swing on each other. You know, the CM Punk just defeated John Silver, who is best buzz. They're in the dark order. He's best friends with Hangman Page. So you mean to tell me? You know, CM Punk is out here punking this man. No pun intended, but Hangman Page does nothing. He runs in the ring. You know, they meet up head to head, forehead to forehead. They say a little, a couple things here and there. So, to be honest, I don't know who's the heel, who's the babyface, and all this, because everybody's just nobody knows who's really, you know, the good guy, bad guy in this whole situation. And both, both, both sides do got a point, but I just want CM Punk to win regardless. So. CM Punk said, I don't care if you're unconscious or if you're awake. At the end of Double or Nothing, I'm going to beat you and you are going to shake my hand. You already seen what I did to your boy. That's what he said. You already seen what I did to your boy. So you finna shake my hand. Sticks his hand out. Hangman Page flips him off and walks away. Man, Hangman Page, a bitch. I'm sorry, man. Somebody had to say it. Like, this man is not, he is not my AEW champion. This man, CM Punk, just told you what he did to your friend. He hit your friend 
with your finishing move in his hometown and you did nothing. You just flipped him off. Man, get out of here, man. Devin, you better be, Devin, you better slide for me. I'm sorry. You better, I was, I'm putting this out here now. I don't care if you listen or not. You better slide for me, Devin. Because, yeah, see, Hangman Page is not my, not my AEW champion. That's what I'm going to say right there. Tony Nese went up against Dan Housen. At first, when Dan Housen came out, I was like, now, why are we having this? I was like, this is just stupid. And it makes little to no sense. So, I guess Dan Housen, in the beginning, tried to curse Tony Nese. I still have yet to see him, like, legitly curse somebody. But that's just me. I don't watch YouTube like that. I do, but I don't watch Dan Housen on YouTube like that. And it was Mark Sterling that distracted him for a split second. And Tony Nese just... You know, do him in the corner, hit the running corner knee, and within, what, about 15, 10, 15, 20 seconds, he won. And I was geeked. I was like, thank you. I'm glad I didn't have to watch no type of foolishness. I don't care for Dan Housen, really. So that's how I see I, I do care for Tony Nese. Like, Tony Nese is one of them YouTubers that we've been talk that I was talking about. But I'm glad to see he was on TV. Then he hits him with another one. Mark Sterling is like, oh, you guys are shocked, huh? Y'all thought y'all was finna see a match, huh? No, this is Tony Nese. Get out of here. So he's like, and I'm going to keep kneeing this man in the face. He said, Tony Khan, my man said even get an entrance, bro. So thank you. Thank you for acknowledging that Tony Nese was getting just disrespected on all levels. And then you had Hook come out. Hook came, same day, saved Dan Housen, and they shook hands. So I guess Hook and Dan Housen are a thing. It's stupid. MJF. And Warlow was up next. Warlow had to walk into the ring, obviously, with his handcuffs on. They had the boo Warlow on the Titan Tron. And then there was a Dark Side of the Ring video. Chris Jericho was narrating it, obviously. He's the narrator. And it was pretty much talking about MJF and CM Punk. And then it was like how Warlow interfered. Taz, Jake Roberts, Barry Horowitz was in there. Like, he was pulling out all the stops. And so... It was it was pretty cool. Like Chris Jericho was just like, wait, how much? Are you? I ain't finna read this. Then he was like, wait, how much are you playing me? All right, all right, all right. Let me stop playing. Let me stop playing. And so it was just so that that I really liked. I thought that was pretty funny. I thought the whole I don't know. I thought you could you could hate it. Every I seen a lot of people kind of dis, not discredit it, but then they didn't really think it was funny. Not a lot of people found that funny or entertaining. I thought it was hilarious. So in saying that. Um, it was just mainly talking about, and they had all the dramatization, Taz crying, like, I, I can't do this, man, I can't, y'all just disrespecting my mans like this, you know, it's just, it was just so, uh, just dramatic and extra, which I liked, I cannot complain one bit, man, and so in saying that, after that, MJF comes out, obviously, they're in Long Island, that's where MJF's from, so he's getting much love, hella love. So, and just to shorten all this out, because MJF really, really just talked a lot. So, he said if Warlow wants to face him at double or nothing, he has to do, like, the, what did he call Cody Rhodes? The Codemaster? The American Codemaster? Something like that. Whatever. But, in saying that, he said that he wants to have, whip him ten times. So, obviously, he has to go through that. Cody Rhodes... Had to get whipped from MJF like maybe a year or two ago. So that's up in there. That's going there. It's probably going to happen next week. And then it's saying that he has to go against Sean Spears at double or nothing. 
and it's saying uh, wrestling Sean Spears in a steel cage. MJF is the special guest referee. And if Warlow loses that double or nothing, he will never be allowed to sign a w, uh, WWE contract. Wow, he ain't signing it now. But he said they said he will not be able to sign a contract with AEW, which means he'll be locked on locked with MJF for life, pretty much. Well, something something that was cool that MJF mentioned. He was just like he talked about when he mentioned the Cody Rhodes reference. Everybody booed, so he was like, "Oh, we don't want to talk about 2024, huh?" He's like, "But that's cool. The man in the back don't want to neither." <laughs> oh, okay, okay, MJF, you 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 nasty with it, bro. You nasty. So of course, uh, Warlow he could he can't sign the papers because his hands are cuffed. They uncuff him, and obviously he's just beating the crap out of security. He beats up uh, Mark Sterling, throws him through a table. Can't get his hands on MJF. He does get his hands on MJF, but he doesn't hurt him obviously, because we're gonna see that possibly next week or the week after that, or maybe we'll just wait till double or nothing, where the stakes are high. Ricky Starks went up against Jungle Boy. Really awesome match. Obviously, Jungle Boy is gonna show out. Jungle Boy as a singles competitor, I think it's really awesome. The charisma is there. High flying. You know, the Ricky Starks is amazing. His charisma is just through the roof, man. Ricky Starks. And it's not just because he's from Louisiana. You know, shout out, shout out, Louisiana. But it's just the, the charisma is there. Just a natural talent. And it was just crazy because Swerve Strickland had to obviously slide in the ring because Starks grabbed the FTW title. And Swerve Strickland ran down to stop him from using it, obviously. Jungle Boy rolled up Starks, but Swerve distracted the ref. The official was still outside talking to uh, Swerve, which is stupid because Aubrey never do that. Well, no, I guess Aubrey would do that. Okay, that makes sense. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm, let me stop that. So, yeah, Aubrey, every other referee would do the same thing. They were just outside looking at Swerve Strickland, and they just telling him, you got to get out of here. And Swerve was like, there's literally a pin happening. Why don't you do your job? Like, literally just do your job. Turn around and do your job. And unfortunately, Ricky Starks hit his finisher, and it was it. And after the match, Christian Cage, Luchasaurus came out, obviously. Starks and Hobbs had to follow, follow suit. And Swissaurus Strickland was still out there. Keith Lee had to make his entrance. And so Christian had to go and support Jungle Boy because Jungle Boy is just upset that he lost. He can't win by himself. And so we're going to see either a heel turn from him or Christian. Either Christian going to smack him and be like, stop being a bitch. Or Jungle Boy going to be like, hey, man, I'm not a bitch. Like, I'm a, you know, like, he's just going to be like, this is just, this is it. Like, I'm, I'm, there's no more of this tag team foolishness. Because Jungle Boy has one of the highest rating wins in AEW. But he's, that's in the tag team division. You could say that that don't count, but he's not winning much of his singles competition matches. So I, I can understand that. I can understand why there could be like a heel turn in that aspect. So. I don't know. Here's where we get to the worst part of this show. The Chris Jericho Appreciation Society. Um, they came out and let me tell you something. Matt Minard said that he, his exact words, and I'm not lying. This is exact words. Do you know what turns me on? Do you... <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this in my apartment. Do you know what gets my nipples hard? Being a part of the Chris Jericho Society. Thank you for telling me that Chris Jericho gets you a boner on live TV, you glizzy-eating weirdo. Get him out of here, man. Everybody, everybody in that group needs to get out of there. I don't care how much you are paying me. You not, no. 
for me to talk about Chris Jericho like that? No, I'm sorry. Yeah. You can get out of my face with that one. I better I better be CM Punk, Hangman Page, and Brian Danielson on the same day for me to say those words. You know, like that's that is ridiculous. So it's just that it's just getting it's overboard. They think they're funny, they think they're being extra, but it's just it's stupid. It's I just heard a grown man say that Chris Jericho gives them turns them on really. So thank you. You're weird. And you know, I get I hope I hope kids look at you as a weirdo because that's exactly what you are for the kids watching at home. Um Chris Jericho said the place is a dump. He said, and if you got something to say to me, I'll hit you with a fireball, cause I'm a wizard. I'm a wizard. I'm a wizard. Shut up. Shut up, bro. Is that your new gimmick? It's because I would rather prefer you being a, a, a wizard, wizard Jericho, instead of the Chris Jericho appreciating, oh, just, just a self-centered weirdo, bro. Nothing you're doing in AEW is entertaining right now. Nothing you're doing is 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 dragging, is bringing viewers in. Nothing you're doing is la is funny. It's just it's stupid. It's idiotic, and it's a waste of people's time. It's a waste of everybody that's in that group time. It's a waste of Eddie Kingston's time, who did show up and had a red mark on his face. Obviously, he had to sell the burn. Stupid. I, uh, Ortiz, Santana and Ortiz, they're wasting time. Now you're bringing the BCC here, the Black, uh, the Blackpool Combat Club. You're bringing them in. That's a waste of their time. A waste of John Moxley, Willie Yuta, William Regal, and Brian Danielson's time. Not to mention William Regal did swing on Chris Jericho. He gave him the gave him the right hand. And granted, and if you haven't know, they have wrestled before a decent amount of times actually. So there's some history there. I thought that was pretty cool. But man, I just want Chris Jericho to get off of my TV screen. Jesus Christ! I just he makes me he gets on my last nerves. He makes my stomach turn. Like it's just it's something about Chris Jericho that just makes me want to turn off AEW, go straight to sleep. And just forget that I even whatever forget just forget whatever I was watching. I don't even mean to be rambling this much, but Chris Jericho literally needs to retire. I'm saying it right now, retire. You're burnt out. You're done. I had enough of this. I'm not. Now, granted, who am I? But you know, it is what it is. I'm just a fan that's annoyed at everything you're doing, and you look like you're wasting people's time. So it is what it is. Tony Storm went up against Jamie Hader. Jamie Hader and Britt Baker talked to each other before the match and was like, you know. If we do end up winning both of our matches, we have to go against go up against each other. And it don't look like that's happening because Tony Storm came through with the win. It was a good back and forth match. It was basic, but the crowd wasn't really into it like that. I'm just glad Tony Storm got the win. She's obviously new. This is like her what her second, third match on TV in AEW. So it's good that she's getting wins. So I mean, I can't be too mad at that. Uh, last but not least. Jeff Hardy went up against Darby Allen. Remember the rant I went on in the uh, beginning of the show. This is why. Darby Allen started the match. Jeff Hardy uh, obviously had to go out in the ring. This was a no disqualification match out of nowhere. So uh, this, that was just, just random. Got crazy out of nowhere. So it's ridiculous how Darby Allen does his. When Darby Allen did the suicide dive, he ransacked. Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy felt that. Like, that was, I posted that on Twitter. I said, that is revenge for everybody that Jeff Hardy sandbagged in AEW. I hope Jeff Hardy felt that. So, Darby, obviously, great defense. 
So before they go to the commercial break, Jeff pulls out a ladder. I'm like, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? I'm like, there's nothing to grab. There's no, there's literally no reason for a ladder to be in a no disqualification match. If I'm finna fight somebody, oh, let me just grab this ladder. This will do that. No, I'd rather just swing on my fist. That's quicker. Like, you know, that's just a waste of time. Throwing, just grabbing a ladder. And it was just, it was, I thought that was unnecessary. So obviously there were chairs like at least about six to eight chairs lined up towards each other on the ramp. And they set up the ladder in the ring. Jeff is on the the chairs. Darby is on top of the ladder. So, you know, does his own oh, crazy type. And, you know, his version of the Sammy Guevara, I'm crazy. And does a, a swan time and barely lands on Jeff. Well, Jeff kind of catches him halfway and he halfway lands onto a bunch of chairs, and I thought Darby was dead. I honestly thought Darby hurt his back to the fullest. Because if he would have landed on the top of the, the the table on the chair, on top of the chair, your back is done. Your career is over. What the fuck are you guys doing, bro? I love I love wrestling. If I was 13, 14, 15 years old, I would have been like, this is amazing. This is crazy. I can't believe this. This is this is just a whole other level of wrestling. I'm 24 years old just realizing when is this going to end? Maybe if they hated each other. Maybe if this was a MJF CM Punk match and CM Punk was just like, you know what? I'm getting sick of this dude. I just got to kill him right now. Understandable. Jeff and Darby literally have been fighting with each other alongside each other since Jeff already got there. And now Darby's jumping off a ladder onto some chairs, risking his back and him being able to walk for the rest of his life to just randomly hit Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy hit a swanton on some uh, steps because Darby was laying on him. Missed, obviously. And so he rolls into the ring. Darby tries to hit the coffin drop. He hits Jeff Hardy. He missed earlier on the apron. Which is also another reason why I'm like, man, you got to pray for my man's back. Please. Please. But after that, Jeff is laying in the ring. Darby Allen hits the coffin drop. One, two. Jeff Hardy rolls him up for a three. Jeff Hardy rolls him up one, two, three, and that's it. That was the match. Jeff Hardy shouldn't have won this. Jeff Hardy is getting too many wins. Why are you main eventing when you were struggling to fight last week in the, the opening match? That's something. That's that's question number one. Question number two: Why is Jeff Hardy doing all this foolish stuff in the first place? Number three: I know Jeff Hardy just got there. Why are you winning? Why do you have this much momentum? Why are the this Owen Hart qualifier? This Owen Hart Cup is just a waste. It's literally just a waste. Adam Cole shouldn't have won, and Jeff Hardy shouldn't have won. Martha Owen. Owen Hart's wife, even when, when Adam Cole won, she said, well, I guess, looked up, seeing she was on TV, oh, started smiling, started clapping. Like, no, even she knew that was stupid. Even she knew. She knew Adam Cole shouldn't have never won. She was probably looking at this. Owen, what is, now why are we having ladders? Why is, we're talking about, you know, respecting my, my husband's legacy. My husband was a technical wrestler, like a Dax Harwood. He motivated and influenced people. Like with the likes of Dax Harwood. Adam Cole was more of a Shawn Michaels guy. And you can tell by his style. More of a Shawn Michaels guy. Why is Adam Cole winning? And then at the end, Adam Cole and the, the elite, 
stare down the Hardys. Why? So, so we're going into another foolish segment that we don't care about. I don't care about this at all. I don't care about the Young Bucks. I don't care about the Hardy Boys at all anymore. That was AEW Dynamite. That was all I had to say. Uh, we, me and Devin are going to go on tomorrow. I rambled so much in this, and I'm probably only going to edit so very little. So be happy with me rambling and be happy with my frustration. Thank you so much for listening. Matter of fact, no. Text me how you feel about AEW Dynamite. 219-230-HEAL. That is 219-230-HEAL. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you guys next Thank you for listening to the Heel Turn Podcast. Check us out on iTunes and Spotify every Saturday for more wrestling news and to be a part of the conversation. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Heel Turn Podcast and on Twitter at underscore the Heel Turn.